I want to welcome back our bold women in business and quite a few brave men that we have joining in and listening to another season of Balance Boldly. It's a podcast that we take very seriously and today's episode will highlight that all the more, probably more than any other one. This podcast is simply a campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth personally, professionally, relationally, and of course, in our business, because if you're stunted, you're not growing in cash, profits, or even personal human potential. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, Balance and Relationship Advisor for Bold Women in Business and a few brave men. There is a lot that I have to sit back and take a moment for today. I actually had to redo, which I almost never do, this episode. The first rendition, I was heated, passionate, overzealous in some points. I almost cursed a few times, which is not my steez. If you know me, you know that that's not something I do uh, 99.9% of the time, but I was pissed, to be quite honest. Today, I need to talk to you about what's going on. Um, Most of you know I'm not a super trendy person. I do watch the news when I absolutely need to, which is typically when my creative and very well-rounded husband, Dean, has it on in the background. But I typically try to stay away from things that might make me as frustrated as yesterday. (laughs) Um, Unless I just, you know, I need to know for some particular reason, like this, this moment right here. So there's a hot and trending issue, unfortunately. I'm glad I'm taking a moment to update it because there's been more since I recorded this uh, two days ago. Around this challenge uh, that's coming to light, it's been since the dawn of time, it's been happening, it's never really gone away, but now it's got a spotlight on it like never before because of this infamous gentleman, Harvey Weinstein, who is a director and co-founder at Miramax. This issue of sexual assault by this producer and director has definitely brought all kinds of things from the woodwork and all kinds of people that we would normally not hear from, celebrities and stars and people who typically try to shy away from the camera are coming to the forefront being extremely bold and brave and sharing their stories. These are women and men. Of course, we're hearing about it because a woman, a model, recorded Harvey Weinstein as he was sickeningly um, talking about, you know, trying to aggressively get her to, to come into come back in the room after he had already assaulted her. And she was, you know, obviously wearing a wire on purpose uh, to try to, to, you know, get some information on tape so she could expose the truth and help prevent other people from being harmed um, as she has. He since admitted some truths to ha- inappropriate behavior, but he's denying some of the more egregious ones. Uh, that moved beyond molestation, which is still horrible in and of itself, into um, denying rape and deeper levels of sexual assault, although it's all just ridiculous. I'm so emotional right now, so you guys have to bear with me. Um, Just tethering it to something that just happened on Sunday, Alyssa Milano, if you guys are familiar with her, she is an author, an actor, Um, As she likes to say, an actor with breasts. She doesn't define herself as an actress. She's a philanthropist and she is an advocate. And she started a campaign uh, this Sunday, actually, on Twitter um, in response, um, in an op-ed piece in response um, to everything that's going on with Harvey Weinstein because she's friends with his wife and obviously has known the family for quite some time. Uh, So the campaign is for women 
mainly women, but we a lot of us are encouraging men who were victims as well, to write me too, M-E-T-O-O, and then use the hashtag me too. And it's a personal preference to go into detail about the sexual assault and or molestation that you may have endured at some point in your life or to just say me too, um, simply for the point of bringing awareness to this really unfortunate thing that's still happening and it's freaking 2017. So I joined in on the campaign. Um, I talk about it from the stages. I wrote about it in a book. I speak about it when I'm um, having one-to-ones with people who need to, to hear that relatability piece. I myself was sexually assaulted by multiple perpetrators from age five years old up to 15 before I was able to um, just have more support and have my voice heard. Um, and even with even with that, obviously, there was a lot that went into that because we're talking about super intimate family members and people who had passed away and people who had moved on and become um, highlighted and notable folks in our community. So there was a lot of reasons that I wasn't as vocal as I wish I would have been um, back then when I felt like my voice was muted. It's not that I didn't say anything at all, but the people I said something to uh, were suppressing me. Um, it was something that was very, very normalized. So unfortunately, me too, I can relate to, um, which is just horrible on so many levels. So getting back to this grave offense that's been happening, um, and part of the reason that I wanted to update it with a little bit more calm and to give some uh, more resources and information than just me kind of ranting and, and you know, being so upset and um, frustrated, as I'm sure everyone listening to this would very much agree that I had every right to be that way. I'm also a licensed clinician and I come from a very serious in depth background of being passionate and certified in trauma and sexual abuse and all those different things. Uh, part of it was always to help understand both the predator and the victims so I could help in a more detailed way before I decided to help in a deeper way and a different way as all those traumas were affecting affecting uh, individuals' relationships and their business and effectively their balance because it was messing with their money and messing with their ability to have sustainable, self-sufficient lives. So therein lies uh, how I got from point A to point B in a recap. This challenge, um, and I keep calling it a challenge on purpose because I'm trying not to give power to it as something that is... Um, a thing that we can't do anything about. I don't I don't agree that we can't do anything about it. I feel very strongly if you see something, say something. And so many of us see these microaggressions happen at work or in a supermarket or in a supermarket or in the parking lot or in school or on the playground. I mean, we're talking from little people ages all the way up. And sometimes it's just um it's just as powerful, not necessarily to step in and punch someone in the face, although sometimes that has a place too, right? But you do obviously have to be safe and safety first for yourself and for the person who's potentially being attacked at the time. You can do something as significant, and I don't want to say as small as, but as significant as just yell out like, hey, I see you. That's all you need to say sometimes is I see you. Just knowing that there are eyes on someone's disgusting behavior or their attempt to be disgusting can be enough to at least halt them in the moment. It may not change their pathology, obviously, but it can definitely halt them in the moment and you can help one person. 
um, an aunt of mine actually reported on Facebook, actually, I was just kind of scrolling and, you know, trying to wrestle with myself whether or not I was going to redo this or not, because part of me wanted to just leave it raw and fiery, and the other part of me wanted to really incorporate uh, Alyssa Milano's campaign, which I think is unfortunate that we have to, to use this hashtag to bring awareness, but I also understand the power in the collective, so uh, I'm all for it, and I joined in it. But I was scrolling on fa Facebook, and I saw one of my aunties um, had stated j literally just today and this is for any of you who don't know this is being recorded on Monday October 16th 2017 and she said she was driving she lives out in Jersey I'm assuming that's where she was at the time because she does travel but she was uh, driving in some kind of parking lot and saw a man being very physical with a woman and she was trying to get a context for what was happening because he was yelling and screaming kind of in her face but then walked on the other side of the car and he clearly went to like push her um, like push her head in and just do a couple of things very physically aggressive and she, of course at this point she stopped the car and was, you know in mode to dial 911 and do what she needs to do because sometimes that is the best thing for you to do is get other people involved and two men on the other side of the car she could see really clearly on, for the parking lot just got out of out of their car now they may not have even seen what the gentleman was doing but they got out of their car and just the fact that there was male presence in a space with another male in this particular instance who was being violent was enough to make him stop. And at that time, my auntie used that moment. She leveraged that opportunity to yell to the woman and say, hey, are you okay? Um, just to bring some awareness in the moment to the community that was in, you know, present in the moment, you know, even before 911 could be brought into the, you know, the, the situation. She was able to, you know, say something and the woman said, yes, she's okay and got back in the car um, and the man put his hands up, you know, to say what is she okay with what, you know, as if to act like nothing just happened. Um, and of course, I can't get into details of, you know, where that story went after that, because again, I just kind of kept it moving. I was just on Facebook scrolling and, you know, added my little two cents into her commentary about, you know, being safe and doing your part. You see something, say something. It was a perfect example of that. Now, that was a physical abuse incident, but we all know abuse is abuse and sexual abuse is the worst kind of abuse, but abuse is abuse. Often we will see these things happen, uh, these moments when people will try to shame you <laughs> by projecting their power and their authoritarianism. I'm probably saying that one wrong because I'm so frustrated. Like I'm, I'm just completely frustrated right now. That's the best word I can use, the safest, cleanest word I can use right now for any of you who might be playing this uh, in the car while your children are in the backseat. Um, with, with all of that said, it's something that needs to be said. We see things happen in these workspaces on the playgrounds in the street where men and women are objectifying each other and I don't mean the consensual type of conversation if you know me if you have had a conversation with me in any kind of informal way which you know seven out of ten times I'm pretty informal and I can flip it around when I need to be but I'm a very sexual person and I'm jokey and I'm excited to talk about healthy you know relationships and healthy sex and all of that for the, the purpose that I want people to have healthy, consensual relationships and not to feel shameful about their sexuality and their interests and their desires, especially when it's with consenting adults, right? In a healthy relationship. Um, and often people who are victims of trauma who have been shamed, like myself, have huge, long, webbed, filled stories about 
what is okay and whether or not it's okay to embrace your sexuality or does that make you a hoe or a slut or promiscuous and all of those things. And it doesn't matter that you're with one person. People have all kinds of things that they like to put on you because you're in touch with yourself and you feel good about yourself um, and what matters to you in that moment. And I've been with my husband since we were 17 years old, married since 22. And honestly, he has never known me not to be in touch with myself because I was able to gain my voice at a certain point and went through three plus years of therapy. Let's not get it twisted. This wasn't something I just woke up one day and did on my own. I had to get help and support because I dealt with a lot of shame with it and it prevented me from doing some things that I could have done. And I also overcompensated in other areas because of the shame. And the shame wasn't mine. Those people who harmed me, those perpetrators, those horrible, 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 horrible individuals who were suffering with their own illnesses, and we won't get into specifics for obvious reasons, but it was their stuff. But I absorbed it being someone who felt like all of my power was being stripped from me. And I know very much that a lot of these women and men who are being assaulted feel the same way. I um, was looking at another story, uh, Terry Owens. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he's a male actor. He played the father on um, Everybody Hates Chris. And he, I mean, he's been in so many things. He's such a brilliant man, a creative, a painter. Like he's just, you know, he's so fantastic. Um, but he ended up not but. And he also uh, stated online on Twitter that he himself was assaulted in public by Harvey Weinstein. Uh, Weinstein, however you want to say his name. I'm so irritated with him. I don't even want to give him that much energy by saying his name, but to give context, he said, uh, Terry said he was um, in some kind of Hollywood party, a gala, and an after award ceremony, what, whatever it was, but it was definitely some kind of um, open group environment that was a private party amongst with lots of other celebrities. Him and his wife were there. His wife was on the other side of the room, but they were still within eye contact of each other. And Harvey Weinstein, um, and this is all on Twitter, so please feel free to follow Terry, um, oh, Terry Cruz, excuse me, on Twitter and, you know, read the story for yourself. Uh, but he said that his, he, the man came over to him and he's 250 plus pounds, you know, six foot, whatever, full of muscles. And Harvey came over to him and grabbed him by his testicles. Um, and, you know, it was like a, a quick, disgusting grab, but did that. And, you know, obviously Terry jumped and his first reaction was to pummel this dude in an open place, but he caught himself because he had an immediate moment of all they're going to see is this big black man beating up this older white, uh, you know, distinguished gentleman. That's what they're going to see. And unfortunately, no one would have waited patiently to figure out what was happening before everyone jumped in and the police were called or whatever else would have happened. And, you know, Terry could not be here. And that is a very serious reality for minority men, especially African-American men um, across the United States and beyond. And that when I was, you know, reading his story, I immediately connected to it and felt horrible as a mother and as a wife. I have a son. My son is the oldest. Um, and of course, I have brothers and I have nephews and, you know, I'm connected to amazing black men. And I also have a husband who's a black man. And my immediate reaction is how how unfair that you can't even protect yourself 
And he had a lot of shame with that. And the shame wasn't just in the moment of having to hold back because of a decision to, you know, uh, to save himself and his wife, to protect his wife in the moment, because obviously things could have went real left real quick and people would have uh, unfortunately reacted first and asked questions probably eighth to last more than anything. But when he talked to friends and associates who he knew worked with Harvey Weinstein um, after that to say, listen, you know, this happened to me. This is like crazy. What's going on? What do you what do you guys know about this guy? Have you heard of anything like this before? Whatever, whatever. They pretty much shut him down and said, listen, this is what it is. Do you do you want to be successful in this field? You know, Harvey's very connected as co-founder of Miramax and a producer and director and all that stuff. Do you do you want to be shunned, you know, from other people? Because if it's yes to one and no to the other, you better be quiet and not say anything. And that is sickening because this is a celebrity level, high level with people with money, stature and all kinds of resources. Imagine what's happening to the people who don't have that connection, to those men and women, and yes, I did say men and women, who are being victimized, assaulted, molested, raped at work, in hallways, in the street. And let me be really clear with just a few statistics. Eight out of 10 cases of rape are from people that you know. These are not people that you were you decided to go run in, you know, a forest or something and some weird stranger with a mask, you know, came and attacked you. Although, yes, that can happen, too. And I don't want to discredit anyone who's ever suffered stranger violence. But eight out of 10 cases are happening from people we know. People we know. This is like overwhelming. In the other podcast episode that I did, I gave a bunch of statistics that I think were a little brutally overwhelming in terms of, you know, rape versus molestation, male versus female. I am not going to do that. What I am going to say is you can definitely look up a lot of those numbers, um, the statistics, the overwhelming picture through the National Sexual Violence Resource Center dot org. Again, it's National Sexual Violence Resource Center dot org that I encourage all of you to um, it's a, kind of a quick at a glance of the reality of what's happening, at least in America. I'm also going to encourage you, um, for those of you who are dealing with anything, I don't care how long ago it was, call the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-4673. Again, 1-800-656-4673. And if you just want to save a quick number, I have this number saved literally under number one, literally the number sign, the number one crisis hotline in the U.S. And it's a text um, that you can text 24-7 anywhere from the U.S. And it's any assaults, no, not just sexual, physical, emotional, as well as sexual assault, 24-7, text 741-741. Save it to your phone. If you don't need it, someone else may need it. I have this saved as a resource for anyone, for my kids' friends, Lord forbid, my kids, for clients, for clients, clients, and whatever they're dealing with, I have that, both of those numbers saved because I need to know that I can be a resource to someone, even if I can't quote unquote, get in the room with them and help them or, you know, send someone to their address or home that I can give them a quick resource. So definitely save it and use it if you need to. 
it's again it's 24 7 and there's no limitation especially on that um that text crisis number in terms of what your issue is and they will get you to local resources they will get local help to you they will help you um i have had multiple unfortunately multiple clients both in my clinical hat um not that long ago as well as in my growth and development hat now under our company i've had to give that text specifically that text number out for non-sexual assault related assaults uh previously and it's it's a very serious thing it's overwhelming to see how many people are being victimized but it's also unfortunately i had to tap into this um this moment the overwhelming um minimalization and normalization of what's happening when women especially but men too and i'll get to the men in a second when women are saying me too <laughs> when and i i mean that's it's everywhere on instagram on twitter on facebook on tumblr you name it there are some really and i'm not just talking about the trolls that are out there you know trying to pull you into negative conversations or just being facetious on purpose just because they you know get excitement off of it um or out of it i'm talking about people of all different professional levels and stature saying I mean, I don't understand what's the big deal. Like you, you went to his room, like you, you knew it talking about the Harvey Weinstein case, you're a model going to his room, like you're 30 years younger to him. What did you expect? Like I'm hearing all kinds of things. I'm hearing professional women say, I mean, suck it up, get over it. This is what we've been dealing with for years. What makes you think you're so different? Why do you think it's going to change? It's really not that deep. I mean, especially if it didn't go all the way to rape. I mean, wasn't it just something you could get out of? Like, it's not like they raped you. Like, I'm hearing this conversation, and not that it's new to me, because unfortunately, coming from my background, I've heard it all the way across the board. I just had a different level of power being in the emergency room connected to a hospital. You know, if a parent was saying that, we were able to get SVU in there so we could have a very different conversation with those parents and whether or not those children were gonna go home with them. Um, and as a therapist, I had a very different type of power to do that um, from a private practice perspective. If you're sitting in my couch and you're saying that this is okay, like there's a very different thing that's happening. But when you're seeing it online and you're just reading and scrolling, you, you kind of want to get sucked into the bubble of response of, you know, fussing somebody out and saying all kinds of things. And then you have to remind yourself that that's not helpful. You're yelling at people via text message. What I used to say, people hiding behind their screens is not helping, but there's power in my voice. So like I tell you guys, see something, say something. I'm saying it online right now. Like we're going to make sure that we promote this podcast everywhere, not just for the sake of subscribers and for ratings and sharings, but so the message can get out there. Um, I've been saying it for years, so let me be very clear about that. But now I, I realize more than ever that there's another platform just like, uh, you know, Alyssa Milano and um, I don't know why I'm always forgetting their names. And my husband was just saying, like, you can't forget people's names. It sounds insensitive. I'm just not a big celebrity trend follower. Um, I'll remember their names when it comes back to me. So you have to forgive me for that one. But uh, Kathleen, Catherine Kendall, I think is her name, was the woman who was um, on the news talking about how Harvey Weinstein chased her around the room naked. And she's an actress that many of you may know and a philanthropist and, and tied in. Um, to many, many other 
many, many other things, as well as quite quite a few more. I don't want to diminish other people by not bringing up their names, and I don't want to just focus on others, especially considering I can't remember everyone's names. And it's honestly not to be insensitive. I am just not a big name person for people that I don't know and who I haven't met. <laughs> but that aside, uh, I wanted to make sure that we highlighted what's happening, um, especially those microaggressions, the mansplaining that happens when people interrupt other women like that's a that's a small small microaggression but that's a serious indicator of a power play and trying to shame someone when a woman is talking men and women interrupt them more which is ridiculous um, when you're slut shaming that's another way that you're microaggressively harming someone your sexist language your mom shaming because someone has gained weight because they're a mother or because they've had to change careers or they've decided to prioritize their family in a different way that you probably wish you could have done people are shaming that mother or those fathers for those things i was reading earlier today just being again really overwhelmed and frustrated and trying to debate you know was i going to redo something that came out raw and passionate and just kind of calm it down a little bit so you guys could hear the greater point um and you know obviously pull in the me too campaign or not and i was seeing a lot of people shaming men who were saying me too they were trying to join in and help bring awareness which is the whole entire point of the campaign although she was specifically talking to women because that was the connection of the case as she knew it at that point. She is, the greater point was highlighting sexual assault and how it's not okay for any gender. It's not normal for any gender. From men on women, women on men, men on men, women on women, it's not okay at all, okay? Like, let's highlight that. Hashtag not okay. Um, and I was seeing these men who were saying, listen, me too. You know, when I was 14, I had an older woman rape me. I had a teacher molest me when I was, you know, 12, I had this situation happen. Like men were sharing their stories and women hashtag this women were coming at their neck saying, this is not about you. You need to get off our hashtag. Men have enough support and resources. This is all about women and how women are victimized. And I have to say, I feel really strongly against that. Now, I get it. There's a time and a place when a certain group or collective has every right to own, and I'm picking on hashtag, even though you guys know it's a bigger cause than that, to own that particular um, campaign for lack of a thing, like I totally get it. But me too is to bring awareness of sexual assault and shame, period. And I don't think that that's gender specific. That's just my opinion. Now, with that said, these men need resources as well. They need to know that they're heard and they're supported. I don't want uh, that to be licensed for men to feel like they're, you know, issue is trumping all of the women. Like I want them to hopefully recognize that women have been attacked and molested and assaulted in a large number for a, an extremely long, long time since the dawn of time and understanding that you have to recognize and be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Empathetic to the plight period. You know, whether it's happened to you or not, you have to be empathetic to the fact that this is happening on such a large scale that does not ignore or diminish the pain or the assault 
um, or on any level that are happening to our boys and our men, but you do have to be empathetic to these women and these girls that this is happening to. You know, I'm a mama of a son and a daughter, and because of my knowledge base and where I came from and working in trauma as a sexual assault response team leader and doing all the things that I did, going in the rooms when the rape kits were being done, like I'm that person can, who can definitely speak to it. I was just as worried about my son coming home and, and telling us something or having some kind of issue as I was about my daughter. That's the, the reality. Now, maybe I'm a little bit different because my exposure was different and I had a little vicarious trauma from what I was seeing over and over and over again with men, with young boys and with girls. And of course, it definitely was definitely way more girls than little boys were coming in but a lot of little boys probably even more so than girls who aren't speaking not that it's happening to boys more than it's happening to girls they are typically more silent than girls because there's a different level of shame for them it's still shameful it's still horrible it's still disgusting but there is a different level of shame for men and any woman who says no it isn't is a liar I call you a liar I say that that is a lie from the pit of hell for you to say that it's not any different for men or little boys to raise their hand and raise their voice and say hey me too it is different and you know it you definitely know it so with that, I want to leave you with a reminder of that crisis line. I, I feel myself going down the rabbit hole. Um, call, excuse me, call 1-800-656-4673 or text 741-741-20. They are both 24-7. Uh, the hotline I gave you is specifically a sexual assault hotline. The text is just holistically for any assault that is happening. If you need resources for yourself or others, um, and it is it is a national line and a national text crisis line. So they will get you local resources, but you obviously have to be willing to give up some local details for that. Um, the last point that I want to you know bring this home with is reminding you of how much these power plays that these men and women who are shaming other people are doing, these shameless power plays that they're doing are affecting the balance and relationships and business growth that is happening. The reality is if you are hiding anything in your life, especially when you're in a space of trying to suppress it and overcompensate, you're not releasing what is the truest part of you, which is your inner brilliance because it's getting smothered by all of that guilt and that lack of vulnerability and that shame is literally smothering your brilliance in and dimming your light. And it's not until you're able to uh, recognize, first of all, the first step is always recognition, recognize what's happening and let go what you feel is your part in it. Because if you are a victim of sexual assault or physical abuse or emotional abuse, it is, hear me clearly, not your fault. There is nothing that you can say to convince me who has been doing this a really long time that it was your fault, ever. And you have to let go that connection that you have to it is oh well you know if it wasn't for the outfit that I wore if I didn't go in that neighborhood if I just would have left the club earlier if I didn't sneak out the house when I was young if I didn't there's never ever ever an excuse for someone misusing their power and taking something from you that you did not consent to and as a child let me be very clear 
There is no consent. I don't care how much you've convinced yourself that you're like, well, Nikita, actually, you know, I didn't scream no, I didn't yell no, and I just pulled back a little bit, but it wasn't, you know, clear enough, and I gave mixed messages, or I, I, I did want to tease just a little bit. It is never, ever consensual when it is a child. That's just, you know, super highlight that, okay? Um, and obviously for animals, I hate to say that, but there's a lot of bestiality that's happening and that's disgusting, but it is happening. And if you have any questions about that, um, go read a book. That's what I have to say to you for that one. And yeah, it sounds a little harsh, but I, I get, you know, very, very irritated with very few things in my life. And one of them is anything that has to do with abuse or bullying can totally push me off my square and anything that has to do with my family. How, how about that? That's, that's another one of my secret, not so secret triggers. Um, those two particular things in general. So if you want to continue the conversation with me, you guys know I'm at balance boldly on Twitter, on IG, on Facebook, um, on Pinterest. And, um, that's the only place that I'm, I pretty much play at, and I'm really on IG and Twitter more often than not. So feel free to continue the conversation with me there. You can email me directly with your questions, your concerns. If you need a resource of any kind, please email me at asknikita at bigpro.com, and I'm happy to oblige. And until next time, I really do pray that you guys stay safe that you hear the words, you hear the phrase, see something, say something, let it seep into your skin and keep those resources programmed into your phone. Like we said, 741-741 for text message, please program it. Um, and until then, just enjoy the balance of your day, but do it boldly, 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 boldly. And please don't forget, you have to be brave every single day.